Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Good afternoon, classmates. It's four o'clock and it's time to get our geek on at After School Culture Club because, let's face it, we'd only be going home to watch 15 to 1 instead, right? I think I'm too young to know what oh, that is. Oh, God. It was like a um, deal or no deal before deal or no deal existed. Right. No, not seen that either? Not seen that. Okay. Well, no, I have so... seen deal or no deal. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. I'm not 12. <laughs> so who do we have in class today? I think we already know it's... It's me again. Hi, everyone. I am Eleanor Clark. Eleanor Clark. So each week in club, uh, we like to set ourselves an essay title um, and analyse the very best of popular culture. Eleanor, did you do your prep? Did I do my prep? Yes, I watched About Time. Um, so our essay title, we've been set by the teachers. Hi there, teacher in the corner. Hi there. Um, consider About Time's No, my skirt's not too short. <laughs> you have to do that kneeling down thing, don't you? And if your skirt... Yeah, the ruler. T- yeah, but if your skirt doesn't touch the floor, then you have to... Top button, Pollard. Top button? You just do your top button up. What's Pollard? Oh my god, I thought your surname was Pollard for a second. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> summer summer rig? When you're allowed to wear summer rig? Like. At the boarding school that I went to, they didn't turn the heating off even in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> so and I had I had big hot pipes that went behind my bed. <laughs> Okay. No, I used to have a headache all the time. Oh my god, that's dreadful. It's crazy. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, um, so our essay title is "Consider About Time's Exploration of the Modern Obsession with Living in the Moment," mm. which I think is a really good title. Yeah, Thanks, well teachers. Done. Um, You're just congratulating yourself there. I really am. Um, but I basically I chose About Time because first of all I love it. Yeah. Um, it's a film that made me think a lot. I'm not saying it's perfect, which we'll get onto. It's not yeah. perfect. But it really made me think and it had quite a profound effect on me. Anyway, your relationship with this film, did you see it when it came out in the cinema? No, I watched it um, on TV a few years ago. I don't know how old it is. Oh, funny enough, I can tell you that it came out on the 4th of September 2013. So it's nearly five years old. This film only has 68% on Rotten Tomatoes. Can you believe it? So has Adam seen it? Of course he hasn't. Oh, no, I made him watch it. And did he like it? Um, no, probably not. I th- oh, I remember now. I was in tears, floods of tears again, watching the ending, and he just looked at me. He's like, "What? I don't." I didn't cry watching it. Really? No. Yeah, but I think it's also lots with your personal experience. 
But anyway, um, 68% wouldn't normally pass the test in our house, but I freaking loved it. Um, and I think the reason it only has 68% because I went deep on the um, internet, like the annals of the internet, is because people get really caught up in the whole time travel thing and the rules around it and how the film breaks the rules around time travel. I'm like, just let yourself go with it. Do you know what I mean? Like, if What you... are the rules around time travel? Well, so basically their problem is that... So all those little things they put in about, oh, you know when he... Um, goes down and because he went back in time and his kid had changed oh, for a boy yeah. to a girl and then and also like how come um, he can break yeah, that it, was, all that that was true thing. because then he was like oh whoopsie and then he reversed it yeah but all I'm saying is yeah, this kind of thought, it, yeah. It, but it's like going to see Star Wars you have to just suspend well I've never seen Star Wars but you just have to suspend your disbelief and just take the film for what it no. is which is about it's a bit of a study on what it means you know life and loss and living in the moment no, in I fact I saw something really good on Reddit which is, it's a movie about the impermanence of life, lightly disguised as a romantic comedy. I don't know how to use Reddit. It's just a website. <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks very confusing. No, it's and like just a site. HTML-y. No, and like, it's just a site. I feel like you have to be able to speak um, um, code to use it. But no, I, I thought that was quite a nice description about the impermanence of life, Do lightly disguised. Do you have a Reddit account? Because if you saw, oh, it's, you know, Richard Curtis' film, which it is, you'd think... Oh, frothiness of love, actually, and Notting Hill, etc. But actually, it turns out to be something I think a bit deeper and a bit more affecting. So I think perhaps it didn't have the same effect on me that it had on you, but I very much enjoyed its light frothiness, and I thought all the characters and their relationships were warm and sweet, and I enjoyed it. That sounds like you're reading from a script. I'm not. But you enjoyed it. No, I didn't. Um, I enjoyed it, but I'm saying that I... I didn't necessarily see the the themes that well I as in I I think I went no deeper in it. Okay. I went deep. Um but the casting is brilliant I think. Um Yeah. Donald Gleason who How do we say his name? Donald. Isn't it Don Hall? Donald. Donald. I don't know. I've definitely heard people say it differently. Okay, well for the purposes of this let's say Donald. Donald. But no, I think he's brilliant. He's also the lead in one of my favourite Black Mirror episodes. Yeah. The one... I think um, that's where I first also, saw him. Which also... No, hello, Bill Weasley, Harry Potter. Okay, well, well okay, I first yeah. was noticed him. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a brilliant episode. Um, again, made me think a lot about what happens to you after you die. That seems to be his forte. <laughs> well, one of them. Um, but the, yeah, Rachel McAdams, also in one of my other favourite films of all time, The Notebook. But then aside from the main character... Oh, Bill Nye. I love him. Isn't he just... Oh. He is too old for me. Yeah. <laughs> there not, is an upper limit. A, not to be in a film. Um, <laughs> but no, Bill Nighy is amazing. Uh, what, a, what a bland word amazing is. It doesn't do him justice. I just think he... He's he just, so, just so charismatic. Char- and yeah. you feel like... If I saw him in the... If, okay, if someone said to me, like, oh, I hate Bill Nye, he's so rude... I would be like, well, they're clearly lying because I feel like he's a close personal friend of mine and I feel like I... Like, as in Julie yeah, Andrews is another. Where if someone... <laughs> no, but... <laughs> another clip. No, but if someone told me oh, they were so mean, I'd be like, I would think I'd find it hard to believe that if anyone said that about... Although maybe Bill Nye's a bit cool and he might be a bit like, oh, no, get I don't out think of my so. face, man. No, I think he'd be... Oh, no, because I read on Reddit a story about someone. Since when are you so big on Reddit? Because it's great what people like write on there about stuff, like about time, the film. Do you use 4chan? <laughs> no. <laughs> What's 4chan? I mean, oh, Is that Foursquare? No. <laughs> think... well, we need to stop because we sound like grandmas. Okay. But... On Reddit, someone wrote a story about how they saw Bill Nye in real life and something about how they gave him a gentleman's nod and he gave them a gentleman's nod back. <laughs> I think that just means, like, 
Okay. Right. <laughs> That's what that means. It sounds like a euphemism. I know, but it's not. So just on the negativity, why people get a bit annoyed about the film, about the rules of time travel. Interestingly, I found a quote from one of our heroes, which was when Who Mark, Mark Kermode, um, he observed... We don't that, have very many heroes, we just keep bringing up Mark Kermode. <laughs> but he observed that writer Curtis sets up his rules of temporal engagement only to break them willy-nilly whenever the prospect of an extra hug rears its head. But, that's but do fine. you think, is that, as in, is Mark saying that, as in, that's a criticism? No, it's probably just... I, I haven't actually heard his review. Maybe I have. I can't remember. Um, but I imagine that he's very fair and it's probably like, it's a good film. You just have to go with it. You have to sort of, um, you know, ignore the time travel stuff. Oh, we haven't talked about the fact that Princess Margaret's in it. Yeah. I love Vanessa Kirby. Yeah, she's great. Isn't she? She, she is. plays that sort of... She went to my school with the heating on all the time. <laughs> no yeah, way. she did. Yeah, I was in was a play she... with her sister. Was she in your year? No. No, I think she's a couple of years above me. Any stories about her? No, because I was only there for sixth form, so I never met her. So, But I, her sister was the year below me, I think. I think she'd be so fun to go on a night out with. Probably. Maybe but... we should invite her on holiday with us. Yeah, she can be our first celebrity guest. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Well, yeah, she's not Princess Margaret anymore, so what else is she going to do? Oh, is she not? Who's Is it Helena Bonham Carter now? Well, I... I yeah. don't know. I haven't been involved in all the goss on that. I think you say I haven't been involved in the casting. No, I haven't. No one phoned you up and asked her. Who Actually, do you think? Well, so I know who, obviously we now know who is playing who in the next season of The Crown. But what I want to know, so Olivia Coleman is going to be amazing. I've got to stop saying amazing. So Olivia Coleman amazing. is going to be fantastic. Yeah. Um, because she is fantastic. Um, it's also Hel- an empty word. Okay. Uh, well, give me another word. Splendid. Okay, Olivia <laughs> Coleman's going to be splendid, just like she was splendid in Broadchurch. I know we keep talking about people that I fancy, but I don't normally fancy Matt Smith, but like for some reason, him as... Uh... Prince Philip, I know what you mean, there's yeah. something about him. Although, I don't know, I don't like the whole inference about his affairs and stuff. Yeah, do you think it was... I mean, we're just literally now just talking about the crowd. <laughs> That's fine. Bye, about time. <laughs> but do you think it was fair for them to go there? Well, I don't know how much truth there is in it. Yeah. But, you've got but then I guess the, but there is truth that there was rumours about it in the press, right? So I guess... Yeah. They didn't... I mean, ex- they dramatised it, but I think... But they, I'm saying around. they didn't explicitly say he had these affairs, no. did they? Or they, didn't they put, like, a pair of pants in his suitcase or something? Who did? The, the script writers. What? It was a photo. It wasn't a pair of pants. It was a photo of a ballerina. Because they're going to keep doing more and more. They said they're doing at least five more. So who would you cast as Princess Diana? I want someone who's... I mean, like Amelia Clark cut her hair. Yeah, too short. She has to put some clothes on. <laughs> um, well, no, are you saying she's too short to play Diana? Yeah. But Princess Margaret was this tiny, tiny little five foot three oh, she? or something woman, and they have great galumphing Vanessa Kirby. She's not galumphing; she's just tall. No, no, sorry. I know I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm quoting my uh, my grandfather's wife, Margaret Robbie. A, yeah, Margaret Robbie lives in London, doesn't she? I think we've gone too far. Short commute for her. Down this rabbit hole. They probably don't feel it wouldn't be too far for Margot. <laughs> Wait, Mar- Margot, Margot's in, guys. Yeah. So would you pay her oyster card? <laughs> uh, Imagine if you saw Margot Robbie on the tube. Oh, oh, I once saw, um, what's the name of the father in the Weasleys? Oh, from the Far Show. What's his name? No, the what's the name of the Mr. Weasley? Uh, Mr. Weasley. Uh, Arthur Weasley. I once saw the actor who plays Arthur Weasley. Yeah, who's from the Far Show? I don't know what that is, but I once saw him at you a... You don't know what the Far Show is? I'm too young, evidently. 
I once saw You're him... You're confusing history with memory again. Okay, I once saw him at a pedigree cat show. We went to this cat show and then we were like following him around. He was like, I think I've been recognised. And we got his <laughs> autograph. <laughs> Can I just say, I thought this was going to be a really sensitive exploration of like life and death and suddenly we're talking about how you followed Bill Weasley. No, Arthur, Arthur Weasley. Right Bill back. Weasley is in about time. Which we, leads we, us right back. And they're all red-headed. Oh, God. Okay. As is, or as isn't, Emma Freud's son. Yes, who is in About Time. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, because it was was in that other podcast. Oh, was it? How did you know that if you didn't watch the podcast? (laughs) That podcast. Well, we both watch it. (laughs) Not watch. Okay, cut. I better get my podcast terminology right. Right, we're going to compose ourselves. Woo. 
I think. Anyway, and it's an alternate reality and basically Marissa Cooper comes back to life and Ryan thinks she's actually alive and goes to the airport to meet her, but it's it's all just in his head because he fell off. I think that's what happens. Anyway, that also really affected me in the same way because just thinking about when like when you've lost someone, the idea that you might even have an access just to go back and see them again for five minutes in real life mm. is is like I don't know if you've ever so my grandma died like four years ago and I'm not consciously like sad about it but then when you have a dream and it's not in the dream you're not like holy fuck they're alive again it's just normal and you just have yeah. the normality of every yeah. day and you're not even appreciating it and then suddenly you wake up and it's gut-wrenching because yeah. suddenly they're gone again oh yeah oh I still get um god this podcast is turning into grief cast which is yeah. a brilliant podcast with Carrie Ad Lloyd shouts but just on this point uh, what was I saying I don't know, but I listened to the episode that Carrie Ann Lloyd did with Buckles. Oh, wasn't it great? Yeah, it was great. Wasn't and she it, great? And it did make me think, man, I should really get on that Griefcast you train. Should. I will. The funny thing about Griefcast is so many people that I meet now um, ask me what podcasts should they be listening to. And I find Griefcast is the only thing I can recommend which pretty much anyone could either relate to or be interested in because I listen to football podcasts but not everyone likes football or I listen to a lot of sort of comedy podcasts not everyone likes comedy necessarily. But with Griefcast, it's the one that I recommend to everyone because I think there's something for everyone in it and it's actually really fun. And not fun. Well, yeah, it can be fun. It can be funny, moving. And it, everyone's stories are so different. Interesting. I'll have to check it out. Please do. <laughs> So back to about time. But what I find really interesting is, particularly now, there's this whole obsession with, um, oh, you know, living in the moment and, oh, put your phones down and just enjoy. And and um, I find it quite, there's so much pressure to live in the moment that everyone's so caught up in this idea that they actually don't live in the moment. Do you know what I mean? I went for dinner once with this girl who I'm actually no longer friends with. Let's um, not name names. I'm not naming names. Okay. Um, and it was a couple of our mates and this girl. And um, after the meal, she was like, oh, and well done, girls. Like, no one was playing on their phone through the meal. And she didn't say it, like, with an edge or anything. She just meant, like, oh, aren't we great? Like, shouldn't we all be grateful that we haven't been... Uh, gramming at the table I mean maybe it was meant with an edge maybe <laughs> <laughs> but this whole modern obsession with living in the moment don't yes. you think sometimes people are trying so hard to make it look especially on social media like they are having the time of their lives when actually if they just tried a little less they probably would enjoy it do you think you live in the moment yeah I think I do do you think that your relationship with the internet and social media adds or detracts from your life uh, I think it adds to my life because I feel I think a, it adds to my life this is a broader discussion but I feel like I know people are very quick to diss social media now oh, people are just posting their coffees every morning but I sometimes think about what I wouldn't have in my life if it wasn't for social media yeah like I don't think I'd know you uh, yeah I don't think I'd know you and also things like recommendations and also like I mean this is a very small isolated incident <laughs> the other day I decided to be hashtag living the moment so I didn't go on my phone and I went to Whitstable and then on the train on the way home I grabbed a picture of me there and then my friend texted me and was like I could have given you a lift home I was in <laughs> Whitstable too and I was like this is the last time I live in the moment but no I've, I've been having this discussion with my boyfriend quite a lot recently because um, there was a period of time when I thought it was hilarious to put videos of him on, of him on Instagram stories what that is hilarious I know but but then it just gets to the point where you're like, uh, like, although you know all these mummy bloggers, I don't get how they live their lives and spend their whole time just gramming everything that they're doing. Yeah, no, I think also, like, I remember I was talking to my friend 
uh, and she was saying like, oh, I'm thinking of deleting Instagram because it's making me really depressed. And I was like, what, what do you mean? And then I guess I got talking to her and she just follows like loads of like, eat clean train dirty and like it, you choose what you're, you're what you're absorbing so like I just follow loads of memes and like loads of my friends that upload jokes pictures of themselves you are stuff. what you mean though exactly if you're only gonna follow certain things your own it's like people that only read certain newspapers only have one view of the world yeah, yeah. and that really affects how they behave and what they think whereas and I'm not saying we're perfect but if you consume lots of different points of view then hopefully you have a bit of a more balanced judgment but just back to about time and about the film and the whole idea of living I really like that idea you know the, the final rule that his dad oh, teaches when, him which is about living each day like and he when he when he lives each day twice exactly and they show that montage of the like lady in prep smiling I was just gonna say oh. now whenever I'm in prep which is very often I always now smile and say thank you because I think you know what if this is like my last day on earth <laughs> also I think they're gonna give me a free coffee <laughs> the it, bit when he wins the case and he's dancing on the train I like that and I think if if it just makes you stop at any point in your day and just appreciate like I had a moment today when I was looking forward to doing this podcast and I thought I just stopped and I thought oh my god this is really exciting like it is what, exciting. what a privilege that I get to sit with all my best friends back and just, social media but I just grammed a picture of me at the mic because I was so excited <laughs> but I think it's an important life lesson and I went on to reddit I've, I've got to read some of the things oh, I found please. on Reddit. So, <laughs> this is really not funny, okay? But there was quite a few stories where people said, um, yeah, I love this film, but I made the mistake of taking my friend to watch it to cheer her up because someone in her family had just passed away thinking it was a romantic comedy. And then, yeah. I mean, it's not the kind of film, you know. Yeah. Here's a great comment from Reddit. This could be a whole podcast in itself. Yeah. Comments from Reddit, ready? Lol, like many married men, I tolerate romantic comedies for my wife's sake. I often, find pl- I often find plenty to enjoy, but if it weren't for her, I would never watch any of these movies. Which would be a shame, because I would have missed this one. This movie is a masterpiece of storytelling, with Aww. a unique premise, vivid characters and brilliant writing that is surprisingly deep. I mean, that was a 180. That is a good comment. <laughs> okay. I thought it might get a better reaction. No, okay, do you, want, do you want to record my reaction again? <gasps> How insightful. I'm so glad he loved it. <laughs> Sarcastic. And that... that seen the walk on the beach their final walk you know when he goes back to when he's a kid which yeah. behind the scenes knowledge is actually Emma Freud's son yeah isn't it the boy um and that final line I don't know it's a bit cheesy but all we can do is do our best to relish this remarkable ride Aww. and it's hard sometimes you know when you're stressed I just and- I loved the beauty of the it was sort of like a, a love story to domesticity and mundanity yeah I thought it was really nice just him the sort of shots dwelling on Rachel McAdams asleep with no makeup. I mean, obviously, we don't all look, look like, like her. her when you're also. She with... will definitely have had makeup on, but no makeup. Yeah, makeup. no, of course. But as in, but the the whole point was that you know it wasn't about like them at some sort of as in it was a holiday. Yeah, or like exactly. Having, no, it's them it's just the living things. in a sort yeah. of average flat in West London. Yeah, well, which probably still cost about half a million pounds. But yeah, yeah. Well, he is a lawyer. No, it definitely made me think a lot about that after I left that film for a good few days before I got caught up in life again. But just thinking about appreciating the small things. And it actually has also... I haven't been to Pret since I watched the film, so... (laughs) Why? I've heard they do great vegan snacks. 
So I think we've talked quite a lot, not necessarily all about the uh, essay title, um, which was very open-ended about considering about time's exploration of the modern obsession with living in the moment. But I think it does it uh, quite beautifully. I think from what I can tell from my deep uh, research on Reddit, it affected quite a lot of people, this film. Um, and it's weird because to me it's kind of like a... Obviously it's not the most famous, I don't know, Richard Curtis film out there. It's not the most famous Donald Gleeson film out there. But to me it's up there in one of my favourite films ever just because of the pr- profound effect it had on me. Okay, so in conclusion, give, give me your stunning... Give me your stunning last sentence that's going to get you 50 gazillion marks from your teacher about about time's message around living in the moment and, you know, the fragility of life. This is a lot of pressure to put on somebody that doesn't do this. I gave you your homework well in advance, Helena. I'm sorry. Um, as, like I said, I think it didn't have a particularly profound effect on me, but I thought it was heartwarming and um, enjoyable. It's also beautiful. Yeah. Like a beautiful film, visually. In, oh, yeah, visually. Yeah, it's, it's nice. <laughs> wow. Thank you for listening. We would love to hear from you if you've got a suggestion of something you would like to us to butcher in future. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at ASCC Podcast. Um, and don't forget to rate and subscribe. Thanks for coming. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.